0: You guys watch Picard? No. Oh, series finale. Picard oh, today. I yeah. heard,
1: I saw the trending.
2: Yeah, the
0: internet's been going nuts. Yeah. Um, I should probably watch that show. As a Star Trek <laughs> fan, I feel like I should watch Picard.
2: I don't know. Uh, I've I've heard a little about yeah. it, but from what I've heard as a Star Trek fan, maybe you shouldn't watch Picard.
0: Exactly. That that's what it, my thing is. I'm like, as a Star Trek fan, I love Star Trek. Mm-hmm. This seems Anti Star Trek, so I don't know if I want yeah, to get into it.
2: It has it's not weird... seemed. It feels like the show um, that made nobody happy.
1: So. Move the camera over because oh. you're going to be off screen most of the time
2: if you don't. I'm just screeching myself a little bit here. Mm-hmm. Sure.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, kind of, kind of going off of things that um, the fans may or may not like. What's up, fandom? My name is Josh, and I am joined once again by Comfort and Adam. Hey, and we're here today, and we're gonna talk about Shazam Fury of the Gods. Ooh. Shazam. Um, so this is the 2023 sequel to the when did the first one come out? 2019 18, 2019. 2019 before Kobe um popped there up. You. Um, so spoiler heavy. So we're gonna go spoilers out for this one. Um, let's just get into it. what do you guys think of Shazam? I really liked it. I
1: thought it was cute. Like, it's not perfect. And there are things that I change. And there's some obvious, like, we're trying to make money here and do advertising. I
2: I will say that (laughs) this might be, of all the movies that I've seen, this is maybe the one that has suffered the most from COVID pushing everything off.
0: Yeah. Uh, Yeah.
2: This movie should have come out because the 2019 Shazam I adored. I thought it was so much more fun than I ever expected it to be. It was exactly the movie I would have wanted from a Shazam movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it just nailed it. Wonderful cast, great performances, fun script, just great. No notes. Loved it. And if they'd have been able to pop this one out the you know a year or two later, then they could have really ridden that success. And I feel like it got jerked around so much in yeah. production. You can feel that difference. It is,
1: I would say, a uh, casualty of the indecision
0: yeah. that is the DC Absolutely, complex. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so I, I'm right there with you guys. I really liked it. Um, I think my big, like, I'm kind of going to piggyback what you guys said. Mm. I feel that they, you know, wrote and everything, you know, finished shooting Shazam 2018, we're ready to go started writing it in 2019 finished in 2020 and then didn't change the like the script from mm. 2020 mm. and it, they just kept that same script and then just shot two years later that's what it feels like to me because my biggest complaint about the movie is the way that the kids sound um mm. this is years afterwards like a, a billy batson is about to turn 18 so he's about to Uh, age out of the foster home. Mm -hmm. Um, And he still talks like he's like a 13 year old. Right. That was my biggest problem with this movie. And I was like, what, what is this? Like, why do we, do we not have, like, I I didn't understand the writing, like who was writing the dialogue. I was like, it feels like it's older people writing. Like this is what the young kids sound like. That's what it felt like. And then I looked it up and it was written by a man in his mid forties and another, man in his like early 60s. So I was like, oh okay, well that <laughs> that yeah. that answered that question. Yeah. Like, um it, it, like cuz I'm like you make them sound like they're just like they're talking on TikTok the entire time. Yeah. Um,
1: well, I wouldn't be surprised if it, that's where a lot of the references.
0: I talking. mean, th- th- that's where I mean, that's what it sounds like. A lot of the dialogue, and it's really just Billy Batson's dialogue. The other kids, the kids that are younger than Billy is, they talk fine. Yeah, they talk normal. It's just mm. Billy Batson that's like y'all, y'all, and uh, y'all? Nobody yeah. says Y'all. <laughs> um, <laughs>
2: like
0: it sounds like he was like, "Hello, fellow children," and then yeah. when you make uh, Zachary Levi say. The words that Billy Batson is supposed to be saying, mm-hmm. it just doesn't. That was like the worst part for me.
2: Yeah, it, it feels like overcorrecting a little bit. You want to make sure you lean into some of those things in order to make it clear that, you know, Shazam, this grown man superhero, is actually a kid. And there is a risk of going too far in that direction, trying so hard to make sure that you remember he's a kid in there mm-hmm. that he winds up sounding much younger than he actually would mm-hmm. you know a, a lot of us don't have that amount of you know kidisms in our language by the time we're 18 or approaching it um, right. and it's always been a struggle that the concept of Shazam Captain Marvel the Marvel family has has struggled with because the the heart of the thing is that it's a little kid who gets to be an adult superhero sometimes and uh, what
1: happens when he's
2: actually happens, an adult? Yeah. Then being an now.
1: adult superhero, like the Mary Marvel, like actress got to be Mar- like
2: her actual self. Yeah. Like. Her
1: actual self, because they didn't switch it over because it just didn't. You didn't need, to. need sense. Yeah. And they didn't need to. Yeah. Right.
0: And they it was did, a, they a, did a comic run with her, like a limited, like six issue run, like just about her mm-hmm. and like her doing like, you know, adult things while basically being an adult Hmm. Uh, it's like shazamming into a different adult yeah so yeah they i I should i should pick those up they seemed they seemed pretty cool i think it was like literally i think it was called like shazam mary marvel or something like that or Mm -hmm. something along those lines yeah
2: um i i feel like there could have been a movie in between the last one and this one yeah I, i don't know something something to bridge that gap a little bit between the we've all got powers now and we get to be superheroes to the we're all kind of ready to go our separate ways now and Mm -hmm. Billy's desperately trying to keep us together. Like one story in the middle that is just, you know, them coming together and mastering this thing and becoming what they are before we're then in danger of having it all fall apart.
0: Yeah, like I I like that because I mean, it it does feel like you're either watching movie three or there was a hbo max series that you were supposed to watch that connected these two yeah
1: overall the thing is is in any movie like this you don't know and i'll always talk about this like what is the inside baseball like to Mm -hmm. it like did the movie actually want to do this thing or did producers want to do this thing did the studio do an edict like how
2: much was the choice of the creators and how much
1: right worse? how much is shot during covid etc 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 like there's a lot of like complicated stuff that this unfortunate like movie little mini franchise had to go through because it is a child cast yes and we all know that the child cast harder. will age out of mm-hmm. things yep. real fast that's what happened it was probably shot in between 2017 and 2018 it mm-hmm. came out in 19 and then covid for years so I think it's just again, it's such a casualty and you never will know the kind of movie that it could have been mm-hmm. just the movie that it's stuck being just like, you know, I always will want to know what Black Adam, The Rock's Black Adam would have been versus the shit show with all the JSA that I didn't all really care nonsense, about. Yeah, yeah. God also, love the JSA. Don't put them in this movie.
0: So you also have a very charismatic character in The Rock and you're like, mm-hmm. let's make him dull. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, all right, let's sure let's sideline yeah. him. Let's bury yeah.
2: him in his own movie and make it about these other guys that nobody cares about. Yeah, um I I would like to come back around though because we start by saying how much we like it and then we spend all this time complaining
0: well, about the things. Yeah, I mean that's that's like I mean I feel like we like all three of us like we enjoyed the movie, so it's like mm-hmm. let's get the Fair crap. Much out of like the things we didn't like, we'll get yeah. that done first. Cause I'd rather like, I don't wanna end the episode with, all right, yeah, and yeah, that's what we wished. Okay, <clears> you <throat> could comfort Adam, where can they find you? You know, like that's a that's a <laughs> terrible Bummer way Bummer to Bummer. do it. Yeah. yeah, Um. but story-wise, what did you guys think of the story? I thought the story was really, really good.
2: I thought it was really interesting. I thought it was a great different place to go. I'm kind of glad that they didn't immediately go back to Savannah again that they mm. made this something else um, well
1: he's got a deep well of things to pull from well and, the, the
2: yeah. dcu has a deep well yeah, to pull exactly from. You like you want to make pull him from more diverse, diverse. yeah as a concept. Uh,
1: i would say that like the only thing even just with the action and stuff is i felt like it was even too much it went a little hard <laughs> you could have done even less and that's what made the first movie so great is they were like at a little fair for Christmas at the end. And like, that was the end of the movie. Like, I think the thing is, is it works in a great low key way. And when it, the movie itself is a little bit more low key and kind of cute. Like there are some things that are really cute. Like all the kids, like trying to use the, the um the pen role. That was yeah, the pen as their phone, yeah. and then oh. they're all talking oh, through it. And then the Absolutely bad guys are priceless. having to read it. And they're like, what is this? That's like so good. that's such a child thing. Like so the movie well lives and dies by child isms.
2: Yeah. Yeah. When, um I really liked the interplay of uh the two families, you know, the the sisters uh, uh, as the antagonists and then the Marvel family as the protagonists. And the similar kind of struggles that they're each having, and the way that, you know, as you're going through the finale, uh, they start to see those common struggles in each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I-, I thought that was nicely played. I thought that making it very mythology based was a really good choice. Yeah, um, it it connects to the power structure of the Captain Marvel. Know, yeah it gives you universe. your captain marvel
0: stuff and then you also yeah. you're bringing it to other dc properties yes, exactly. Like exactly you're bringing uh wonder woman in which yeah. the first time when we see her and it turns around and it's what yeah the, what's the this i was like yeah well done good stuff. well Very done it's like i i had read that you know uh she makes a she makes an appearance i'm like oh this is mm-hmm. gonna be the appearance he's gonna be in a dream that's kind of cute and then it's not her i'm like all right you guys yeah. got me that's that's a good one
2: yeah, um yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. I, I think that they made really good use of uh Freddy. Uh, it was clear that Freddy was just a standout star from the first movie. Mm-hmm. He was so good and building they they build a lot of good story beats around him in this one too. Um his whole stealth mission was was really really good. Uh you know that i think this movie excelled in the small moments kind of like yeah. comfort was talking again about. it's in, the
1: kid-isms. that's one Thank yeah you.
2: yeah um and that tends to be so far where the dc movies have worked well um, when they're trying to be the big larger than life bombastic action blockbusters uh, they struggle mm-hmm. yeah. often I, like but... one
1: of the things is like the end of the first movie where they're all trying to save everybody at the fair. I'm like, logically you can save everybody there. And like, there's kind of a happy kid ending. Like, look, we saved everybody from the Ferris wheel. Nobody died. It's incredible actually. But like when all those monsters are there at the end of this movie, I'm like, this is too much. (laughs) Everyone's dying. There's a lot of people. We we did a talk. We did.
0: So there's a part where, uh, the dome is around the city and like nobody can get in and out of where are they at is it boston philadelphia philadelphia nobody can get in and out of philadelphia and it's when he meets i I think he goes to meet uh uh the
1: not Cersei, but yeah
0: um, uh her sister uh Helen Mirren Helen Mirren Mirren. I was like I I was trying to like what's Helen Mirren's characters anyway I can't Um, remember but like he goes to like the the hot dogs there or whatever and like there's just a dude just like chilling like just eating I'm like really there's like no you're in a bubble like did, not you not, did you about? not yeah, see there's, there's no panic it's like did you yeah. not watch nbc's the bubble uh it's like, <laughs> like, like it's a whole thing uh, and like nothing i'm like all right just everyone's just everyone's just going about their day like nothing happens just yeah. like oh we don't leave philadelphia regardless so uh i thought that was a little bit uh, that was but yeah no like lots of people died let's let's be real yeah multiple people died mm. uh but i i do like one of my favorite bits was uh the um when they're they're saving the bridge at the beginning. They get everybody off the bridge, yeah. and they're like, "All right, now we got to save the bridge." Flash cut to the news report uh, with the uh, bridge in the water. Uh, <laughs> I was like, "That's good. That's yes, that is yes, that's good oh, stuff right there."
2: So good, yeah, yeah. Oh man, the the dynamics of the family interplay off of each other, the the siblings, and the way that they work together. Um, you know, Mary wanting to grow up and kind of move on a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, the younger ones being just so excited to play that it's hard to take it seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I felt like all of those interpersonal dynamics really worked very well. Um, I, I wish they, they walked right up to the point of trying to figure out how the wisdom of Solomon works but they never quite. Yeah, no, they didn't their... really
1: answer. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought like, hey, that would be a thing that they were going to. Yeah, do you're
2: supposed it. to have the wisdom of Solomon, Billy. Where's that at? Like, yeah, right. They're true. That's true. Where is it? And the wizard starts kind of talking about, it. but it never really goes anywhere. Right. They never quite resolve that. Um, but there's there's just such a delight in the movie. There's, there's such fun in it. Um, I know people complain about how superhero movies have gotten so quippy and jokey but this is exactly the franchise where that works where that should be at the heart of it i think that it's maybe undercut by being it's a method that's used so much it's a formula that used so mm-hmm. much in all these other movies that when it's applied even in places where it really belongs and can shine people don't appreciate it as well much for as instance
1: maybe ant-man can be quippy but maybe i don't know Captain America is a little less quick.
2: right? Maybe Doctor Strange doesn't need to be. Yeah, jokey joke joke. Yeah, yeah.
1: Like you, maybe hear me out. There should be contrast within characters.
2: The Dickens, you say, <sighs> treating different people like they're different people. What? No, we can't do that. Awesome. This other thing made money. We got to just keep doing that. Yeah, exactly. Iron
0: Man was perfect. Let's take another rich, mm-hmm. egotistical. Her mustachioed character, <laughs> put him in a put him in a uh, put him in an accident. Have them have uh, have a uh, you know uh, a resurgence of character and learn mm. from what they've been doing this entire time and what? sacrifice themselves at the end.
2: In mm. fairness,
0: the comics
2: did that first, but yes. uh and yeah, the comics
0: also reboot themselves every four and a half years. They minutes. reboot that's themselves. That's and that's also, true. you could have picked any version. Right. You could pick
1: <laughs> any version. And then also, you can make contrast. Yes. Like, you know, Doctor yes. Strange should be a different character. Focus
2: in on the things that make them different. Mm-hmm. So that when you get somebody like Captain Marvel, Shazam, uh, you can focus in on this comedy aspect. You can focus in on the fun, childlike aspect of it and it's going to really shine, really sing. I think to me, I'm very disappointed at how much these two Shazam movies have been overlooked. Um, I feel like I'm not sure what people want from them. I I suspect that it's a combination of it just not being a big enough character in the pop culture. So there's not a a lot of built in fandom Mm -hmm. to support it. People don't complain as much about Batman because everybody just loves Batman. So they give him a pass. But there isn't a built-in love for this character, so people aren't going to show up unless it's a huge deal. And the other thing being just like, it's it's popular to be snarky. Yeah, Uh, It's a lot easier to score points online, whether Mm -hmm. you're just a casual dude on Twitter or a professional critic. It's a lot easier to score points, get retweeted and shared, and uh, have a higher chance of getting a viral moment For being a sarcastic jerk about something by dunking on something in a funny way than by being supportive or uplifting or liking things. Not liking things that gets you popular. For sure. And so there's a lot of incentive to find things to complain about. So when you've got a movie that doesn't have a large built in audience that doesn't have a large built in fandom where the backlash for dissing on it is going to be very low because you don't have rabid supporters that are going to come out and tear you a new one for saying negative things. Uh, there's a huge amount of incentive to just go negative. Um, you see this frequently, where it feels like years of pent-up frustration at having to review comic book movies. These critics, want a bad one comes out, and like the consensus comes in that people didn't like it, and so they're like, "Oh, all thank of that God. frustration yeah. comes out at once." Oh, thank God! And another thing about these movies, I hate. Like they just go and go and go. And I think that these have suffered from that a little bit, but they're they are really good movies. They're of a high grade of quality, they're, I think I, I, I find think them very they're enjoyable.
1: really I think the first one is really especially good. the
2: first one. I spe- yeah, the first the one, one oh.
1: is pretty cute. How about yeah. that?
2: Well, if the first one had gotten more support, and if we hadn't had all of the pandemic problems and yeah. production delays and all of the shifts and shuffles going on at Warner Brothers Corporate, and they're constantly yo-yoing about what direction they even want to go as a studio um the second one could have been even stronger i I think it's amazing that it came out as well as it did uh, same considering everything
0: going on behind the scenes
1: and Um, i don't like it being the bastard stepchild that people pick on and you're just like uh i don't know i think i think people people are still
0: i think people are still mad about wonder woman rightfully so uh, 84 was a disaster that was a a film, is what it was. Oh my god! How
1: did it? Oh man! It, like it makes I want to know the inside baseball
0: <laughs> It uh, makes me sad. Well, they were probably like, "Hey, uh, Patty Jenkins, we'll we'll do this. We'll do this other one. So please don't go do Star Wars." And then Patty went to go do Star Wars, and then she's not doing Star Wars no more. So yeah. I'm sure there was something, in, you know, it's something along those like keep her away from Star Wars or Marvel or Disney as long as possible. It makes me so like going with what you said about you know it doesn't have like shazam doesn't have that fan base it makes me wonder what's gonna happen with blue beetle yes because oh i forgot that's even a thing like uh, i i only know jaime reyes from the new 52 and he was in young justice Mm -hmm. and that would that's all i got that's all i know about this blue beetle um so i'm i don't know anything else so i and i like dc comics and i read them so i it's one of those i'm like I I, it'll be interesting to see what happens uh i would i I would say i want another trailer but i don't really watch the trailers so i'm like well i'll see it because it's a dc film Mm -hmm. um i'm just i'm just hoping it doesn't get like Slammed and reamed for like, oh, this is too Marvelly for DC, and I'm like, <laughs> right. well, what, what? So you don't want dark anymore? Like you complained that DC was too dark, and then when they're like, how about some, how about some life and a little bit of light? And they're like, no, 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 that's no, too much. No, like Marvel. we don't like that either. Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh,
1: I think the internet likes to complain, and the I think sure that's does. the real lesson of this. Well, and we
2: don't know that it's the same people, right? There could be a contingent sure. of people complaining when it gets too dark, and then a contingent of people complaining when it gets too light. Um, you know, as a creator it does not behoove you to spend too much time trying to chase fan approval
1: and because
2: they you cannot make everybody happy.
1: How many of the fans, like, this is something that I like to bring up, like the sheer amount of people that we thought were actual people that were all about bring back the Snyderverse, blah, blah, blah. Weren't real people. Yeah. They were just bought
2: a huge percentage. A huge were huge
1: percentage. And you know, like it's a fact that other countries, several other countries, have whole farms of internet trolls that they pay good money to fuck with us. Yes. And so when I see all this internet discourse about things, I always take it with this heaping, not a grain, but a giant spoonful of salt because I think there's something to getting us to all be mad about something That continually tears at the fabric of our society and that's in a lot of people's interest you don't
2: shift politics by talking about politics you shift politics by talking about pop culture because that's the stuff that we will go to war over.
1: so i'm always i'm always cautious about blaming my fellow human being because i'm like how many are human beings and humans also do a follow the leader that's kind of shitty Where it's hard for them to speak their own mind. And if they felt a little twinge of like, I like this or I don't like this, it's easy to just support one or the other, you know, unsubstantiated shitty versions of something. Mm -hmm. So, like, if you didn't have a lot of bad actors in there, which there are, what would things look like? And that's my curiosity
2: what would the discourse be if there were not right. people who were incentivized exactly. to drag it into the toilet? Yes.
0: Yeah. And unfortunately, I mean, it, it does work. I mean, like yeah. it, it, like Sonic made it happen that that sure. made it popular to be like enough outcry. But I mean, that's definitely the Sonics mm-hmm. um, gain because they made a crap ton of money. Right. Yeah. So.
2: Well, and, and look at uh, rise of Skywalker. Look what a, <laughs> absolute garbage fire that turned into as a result of a company panicking over negative internet reaction um, it's it's a tough place to be and as a creative professional right now um, we're having to answer to a lot of different masters and not all of them are real and not all of them are operating in good faith but we're the ones having to try to come up with good <laughs> stories in the middle of all of it so you know as regards Blue Beetle, I have I think there's reason to be hopeful maybe Um, a character that doesn't have a deep history sometimes has a lot of space to be whatever they need to be to tell a good story I I always go back to Guardians of the Galaxy who cared about Guardians of the Galaxy before the James Gunn films Uh, which is unfair There, there were it's not like there weren't fans I still remember Uh, I'm of an age that I remember when uh, the Annihilation series came out at Marvel and revamped their whole cosmic arm and people went nuts and it was very popular and and very well received. But outside of comics, nobody had any idea who those people were. And so they had a freedom to just do a film as a good film, to just focus on telling a good story and letting the characters be who you need them to be to make the best story. And
1: I think that was the first Shazam movie is
2: like, who
1: cared you had a certain amount of freedom yeah dc was in the toilet so and whatever. so they said fine yeah. do whatever uh-huh. and they made a great movie
2: they did um it felt very that first movie felt like
0: a breath of great, fresh air uh,
2: adventure films of the mm-hmm. 80s it felt a lot like uh goonies and gremlins and some of those like sort of for kids but also way darker well, we showed our sometimes.
1: partner theo the movie beforehand Uh, The first one, because we're like, okay, we're going to go see this. And Theo's having to learn all the superhero and all the nerd things, like even the ones that they never wanted to be with us. The breaks. Uh, But you know, it's a good movie. It's not just a cute movie. It's like shockingly scary at times. We were in the theater and some parents brought their kids out of the movie.
2: That's a good sign (laughs) to me. That's,
0: That's a fantastic sign. (laughs)
2: <laughs> when when huffy fussy parents are like oh my children
0: then you've done something right
2: right yeah, um, you're,
0: you're doing a good job all right so for shazam fury of the gods pass stream rent or buy
2: i would say i would say buy because i want to see people support it sure. i think it's yeah. i think you're gonna have a good time i think that you can enjoy yourself um i think that it's a worthwhile movie to see uh, and. It's the sort of movie that if we wait on it, we don't get more like it.
0: Yeah,
2: I would say. And who knows if
0: we get another one like it? I, I don't true. think you are. Like, I think this is the
1: last. Well, one. we
2: were we were listening to uh, the critic movie Bob talk about it, and he said, you know, someday, uh, if this is the last one we get, people are going to come across these two films and watch them back to back and say. Why weren't there ever any more of these? This was really good. There you could have done a whole lot with this premise. And these actors are great. This is a wonderful cast and a great little story. And and that's really how I feel about it. Is this could have been something big. Uh maybe not huge. Maybe it never had the legs to be huge, but it could have been something big. And it could have been something fun and it could have been something that lasted. And we could have followed these kids through their young adulthood and seen who these characters get to but grow up yeah, to Walt- be. But we
0: probably want i would like to see like if i would not be opposed to a mary marvel like series like kind of make it like she hulk but you know not trash um okay. May, i'm just kidding i'm just kidding i've only watched one episode <laughs> i can't i can't base all of it on one episode
2: oh my um, goodness
0: um
2: gotta go back and yeah, watch she Hulk was like I'm not saying objectively, but my subjective opinion, I had more fun watching She-Hulk than any of the
0: other Marvel shows. It was really okay. Yep. I I don't think I've gotten through a Marvel show, show? all the well, way all the way through. That's fair. Um, <laughs> well, also like I didn't know anything about She-Hulk anyway, and so like, oh, we I watched it And I was like, I was like, oh. she's my yeah. girl. Uh, She-Hulk's my favorite Marvel character. Okay, I'll I'll give She-Hulk another. Yeah. She-Hulk another and
1: term. uh, no, too. If you watch She-Hulk. That's all legit. That's, that's actual comic stuff.
2: So
0: it's other all, people yeah. who
1: are like, man, that's it not really... comic stuff. I'm like, <laughs> uh, sweet summer child. You yeah. don't know anything. Do you?
2: I was nervous going in. Cause I didn't know if they would. Do her the way that
1: right, the way that she, she was talking you know, to the, the character camera, she all is that kind of stuff. But like, they really right
2: the fourth wall. She Hulk was Deadpool before there was a Deadpool. Yes, and she was I, better at. And
1: it. also too, okay. like at, as a as a lady, when I first started getting into comics in the early thousands, not like reading comics, like I had already been reading comics in the nineties. And, uh, you know, every time I would have a conversation, I'd have to play 20 questions and answer everything like spot on and then be like, for bonus round, I know this as well. Right. And so there's it, a lot of people. Because you always
2: have to prove yourself. Because I've
1: always got to prove the thing. And like, there's a lot of discourse and stuff online. that's like, oh, this isn't like the thing. And I was like, young man, you don't know shit. You have <laughs> never read a comic book before. Well, I you love obviously you. Don't actually Thank you for trying. But you suck at this. Yeah. Go home. Yeah. Oh man. Um
0: well <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> yeah, I was I was I wasn't, I wasn't expecting to end the in the Shazam episode with with She-Hulk. Uh, with She-Hulk, man. but
1: also again, this is just uh, it's not just even just She-Hulk. This is like so many things that uh, you know, I'm a, I might not look at because I'm well preserved. I'm an early millennial and I've done a lot of reading and I've had to defend myself and i'm like it's so easy to just like say whatever nobody's gonna call you on it because nobody's read anything but some fan fiction anyway
0: comfort's, <laughs> comfort's gonna stab somebody with that copic marker she's gonna be oh like God, you, you come I'm at me closest. with the booth
1: you are mm-hmm. um i had well, to sing for my supper <laughs>
0: what is what is uh, uh up up on up on the the block for that's a weird way to say that uh I kind of got lost in there um the, <laughs> I got lost in the comfort threat, so I was like oh geez I'm, I'm scared uh, um what is uh going on with Comfort and Adam right now like what is on your docket for uh, conventions, conventions and comics and stuff yeah
1: uh, we are doing uh, conventions. Uh, we'll be at Anime Central Is next, the next one, yeah. and uh, then we'll. Where's take, Anime
0: I, Central?
2: It's in Chicago. Yes.
0: Oh, in Chicago. that's that's uh, not second central. Largest, that's yeah. over there.
2: All right. Uh, <laughs> second I mean, for the United States, it's relatively. Ooh, relatively? it's
0: the beginning of it? That's like Kansas. Like,
1: yeah. Yeah uh so uh anime central but then we're taking the summer off in part because we're doing you know some other things we're uh doing some youtube like um portrait series like and uh you know that's going to be a big fun thing that we're doing and And we're
2: working on uh the third act of the finale for season two of the unique art comic. on We're
1: also going to be doing like fan art. You can't really see no. this, but I've been drawing this the whole time. This is boyfriend's fan art. Uh, this is a okay. Webtoon I was trying set. to see. I
0: was like, I couldn't, I couldn't tell. I was like, is that the breakfast club? No, <laughs> no.
1: But <laughs> I did take a few years reading because I had to understand webtoon. So I read guys a copious amount of webtoons. So I'm doing fan art, and then uh, hopefully we'll be doing interviews and stuff, maybe with you, Josh, yeah, uh, with some webtoon creators. So you know, we're gonna have fun. This year
2: we got a lot of irons in the fire. It's it's a bit of a restructuring year for us as we're moving into some new things and uh, Uh, oh, and we're working on color prints
1: too. Like uh, we've we've got the red characters, the orange characters. Yes, we're we're doing the
2: entire
0: color on yellow
1: characters. That's what Adam's doing. You can't see it right now. No and He can't just show it like a piece of paper, yeah. Oh, it doesn't work that way.
0: We need it. We also need to pitch. Uh, I'm not saying that Sony Animation is accepting pitches right now, but mm. if we want to pitch the uniques, I totally can. I'm just mm. saying. Mm. Um, mm. Mm. Mm.
1: <laughs> we'll, we'll give it some time, we'll let season two end, and then people can see what they think. But uh, yeah. I mean,
0: as the voice of both oh. Scout and <laughs> that's true <laughs> from the ones as the official voice i i would like to voice them again yes i would i would be very very grateful <laughs> we'll I have to talk yeah we will. <laughs> let's get let's get john t sony on the line and we yes. will make it happen um Good. all right where can people find you guys in uh everywhere work, social media wise uh at
1: comfort, comfort already she's adam.
0: like she's like no i know what i'm, I'm doing ready. at
1: comfort and adam <laughs> at comfort and adam it's tiktok yep. it's instagram it's twitter not Everywhere facebook you so much because i don't update it but you can friend me <laughs> i'm comfort love you can go on you know the website for whatever it's worth comfort i don't know exactly we find us on internet so, yeah uh, we've webtoons. got the uniques
2: we've got rainbow in the dark uh come check us out we do all things. of them
0: Nice. Uh, and yeah, we'll, we'll put every link in the in the show notes. So that way you can check out comfort around check out the uniques check out rainbow in the dark check out them all get them all yeah, walk, yeah. read. read. Yeah. It's, it's webtoon it's free read. Right. What do you got to lose. It's yeah. like going to your local library, but you don't have to go anywhere without leaving the bag. <gasps> and you can just exactly. have it on your
1: phone and you do the
0: I'm not saying that every night at 8 o'clock I have a routine where I do go Mm. to the restroom and I pull out Webtoon and I read Mm. today's, you know, thing, Mm. but... I'm regular um you can find yes. me on twitter and instagram at josh l kane you can find the podcast on instagram at what's up fandom on twitter what's up fandom pc for podcast check out our anime content on the anime book club um, also on twitter and instagram just search anime book club uh, find all of our episodes itunes stitcher Podbean, google play spotify youtube audible and on our website animationstationpodcast.com thanks to comfort and adam again for Joining us. You're, you're welcome. Thank you,
1: Thanks for dealing with me being silly after I had to have all my memories of being young and being like, no,
0: For real. <laughs> so for what's a phantom? I'm Josh.
1: And I'm Coverit.
0: And I'm Adam. Woo! Bye, everybody. Bye. Perfect. Right, yeah. So, so you guys are mainly doing like the commissions and like the stuff at the booth yeah you have to yeah,
1: talk but- so much and the commissions take so long and there's so many of them like you know god loves success it's great
2: but the better you do the more you got right do. it's
1: just a huge amount of work and i uh, you know we try and always make things up in volume like there's a lot of people right now who are charging like 60 80 bucks a print truly
2: ludicrous yeah house for their
1: and i you know we still charge like Fifteen each or two for twenty-five. Just for friends, I know, and that's in part because like there's a certain like ethics, right, that go with what you charge. I and we want to make sure that when people come to a convention, they're not losing their shirt, you know. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and that's because we want people to continue to come back, not just us, but to the
0: convention. When you come home from a convention,
2: I want your overriding feeling of how the weekend went to be right. about how fun it was, not about how expensive mm-hmm. it was.
0: Yeah. I I get that. Well, I mean, I, I, and I, I love that aspect too, because so that little sketch right there from George Perez was mm-hmm. a whopping $20. He signed yeah. all, any comics you wanted. Absolutely free. He was doing sketches for 20 bucks. We, I stood in line for maybe an hour to get a sketch from him. And I did, didn't care like i still like that whole entire convention was like magical because like i got to i got to meet george perez like dude that i've loved forever i got mm-hmm. a i got a sketch i got comics comic yeah. i met other people there and i'm like oh, i had to stand in line for an hour so
1: oh, yeah is, right
0: to, yeah oh, no it's like yeah. like i'm okay with that like <laughs>
1: Yeah, small price. To so print. you know, and
0: that's a memory you're going to keep. Yeah, exactly. like yeah,
1: the experience is really, really important. And like we still financially do really well. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I just I'm having a real tough time with all those people who I. It just feels like price gouging. Yes, man, it's right? price like, gouging.
2: I know how much those things cost <laughs> to get made. Mm-hmm. I know, like yeah, the cost of paper went up. Sure, the cost of printing is is higher than it was, but it's not eighty dollars a print higher. No. You know, it's not even $60 a print higher. People are just charging what they think they can get away with. But it's like overfishing a river, you know, you might eat really well that year, but next year, there's not going to be as many fish and over enough time, you're just going to drain the lake and then nobody eats.
0: Yeah. And I, I've noticed that too. Um, I mean, I haven't been, I haven't been to any this year. Um, but last year we went to a couple and it just kind of felt like the same stuff, uh yeah. yep. more expensive because like there there were prints that i got back in like 2014 that they still had that were like double triple the price and it's like yeah. i remember yeah like i got like three of these for like 25 dollars you know a while ago and now like yeah kind of like what you said they're like 80 bucks each and i'm like that's yeah. that's a bit it's a bit much
2: yeah it's it's happening in a lot of industries right now. Um, people are trying to understand where all this inflation is coming from. And honestly, everybody's just looking at everybody else and following suit with prices. If you can charge more, everybody's charging more. And the cost of supplies has come down. The uh, ease of shipping, the uh, you know shipping lanes, whatever, that's all generally back to normal. But as long as people are willing to keep paying the higher prices everybody's going to keep charging them mm-hmm. it's not a it's it's a de facto cartel where all of these industries are all looking at each other like who's going to be the first one to blink and lower prices because it's not going to be me yeah
1: also and you have a lot of uh you know monopolies well,
2: yeah, monopolies or, no or de facto again, down. de facto monopolies. It, you don't have to have one person owning everything. If you have a few people owning everything, mm-hmm. then they can, without actively working together, basically work together to set what these prices are going to be. And you get the same thing in small industries at a tiny scale, like at a con convention. You know, everybody's looking around, seeing what have, what's everybody else charging for prints. Oh, that guy's charging fifty. Well, hell, I'll charge fifty. You know, well, like why
1: don't I bring it to sixty? Yeah. Let's just see what happens.
2: Let's see what happens. Yeah.